Justin, we're back in studio. You're in a good mood. You're cracking up. I am. I'm warm. You're warm. You're I have a Wärmflasche. 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 Very German of you. Wärmflasche. Good good thing to have in the winter. Do you want to briefly describe it for any listeners who don't It's know? basically a hot water bag that's made out of rubber or rubber materials. Um, and you put hot water in it and you just hold it. And you hold it. it. Or you stuff it under your... Or you your, stuff it under your shirt and you put it on your tummy and it makes you warm. And it's such a nice feeling. And I think it'll be more energy efficient than turning up the heat. Honestly, yes. Yes, I feel very warm with it. Because like a Wärmflasche lasts you an hour at least, yeah. I would say. And you just refill it up. It doesn't take long to put the water back in. To I mean, the, boiling water uses a lot of energy. Don't get me wrong, but it's but electric energy. But not as energy. much energy as you would if you were turning on the heat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wärmflasche. I have, we have like three at home. And I bought six for the office. (laughs) In a wide variety of colors. Yes. Um, If you live in Berlin, go to DM. They're like six euros or so each. And something that you had to learn is that you're not supposed to fill them up to like capacity. It's like 60, 70%. Which makes sense now that I I did that. Now that you think about it. Yeah, because it moves around and stuff like that. If it's too big, then you can't really feel the warmth of it. Absolutely. Fun facts, guys. Fun facts. We're learning here. Fun facts. Okay, so um, something I wanted to ask you is um, how do you feel about our our new solo episode concept? I like it. It's tricky because like, I'm like, how do I talk for so long <laughs> about one topic? It could be short, you know? You could. It could be. And I'm trying to give myself permission. I think the episode that I did was like 20 minutes or so. I'm the one about artists. But I think it's good. How do you guys like it out there? Um, I'm trying to figure out like what more topics I can talk about because I am trying to avoid going into a circle of talking about the same things. No, no. I don't think we should ever force it you know we're just i mean for me personally at least i'm trying to talk about things in in my solo episodes that i feel like would bore you (laughs) (laughs) you know but that i still want to get out because i like we got some we got like a nice review on app on apple podcasts hint hint nudge nudge this is a thing you can do um where someone said let me just read it where is it um, this podcast is like having two friends who help you navigate the bureaucratic challenges of moving to another country while simultaneously speaking to the psychological burdens of such a move. Thank you very much, Consumer451, for this lovely review. I think this we're trying to strike a balance of us just having fun, but also I do want to get information across. Yes, which is very, very, very important. so that's what i'm using these solo episodes for is like i have some facts that i want to just talk about and then so that's what we're doing every second episode is like a solo episode Mm -hmm. and then otherwise it's us sitting across from each other and then we have some guests that we want to invite and that's the other thing that i wanted to mention is i really like how we're getting more and more emails from people who are um recommending things to us or suggesting topics we could talk about or even kind of inviting themselves on the show, which honestly is fine. Um, Cause I, I think if you have something to share, then, you know, 
tell us and come on the show and share it with everybody. Yes. Also, if you guys aren't already following us on Instagram, please follow us. That's right. Another new update. We have an Instagram account. We do. Everyone.Berlin is the same as our URL. Um, we're occasionally posting reels of like little snippets and stuff that we talk about in our episodes. But it'll be really great if you, you know, followed us and supported us and feel free to message us also on everyone.berlin if you want to just send us like a nice message or whatnot. Um, we will be responding to those. At least I will because I mean, Instagram is on my phone so it's very easy for me just to respond very quickly. It's on your phone. Great. Yes. Um, so Yeah. Feel free to reach us on that platform. And then we'll also be on TikTok soon, too. Oh, my God. So stay tuned for that. Enough with the self-promotion. Today, we want to talk about Berlin, as we do. But in the context of the All rest of, of Germany. The best of Germany? The rest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was <laughs> triggered by that word, best equals Germany. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to compare Berlin to some other cities slash regions of Germany. And the reason we're doing this is uh, that you uh, recently left Berlin. I did. And ventured into some other cities. I did. How did that come to be? I think you were forced to take vacation and you were like... I was forced to take vacation, which actually was very not not used to that because America is like, and eh, we'll maybe give you two weeks and the entire year. In Germany's like, get out of here, yeah. six weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do with my time? Right. Um, so three weekends ago, I actually went to the small little city called Hohenland. Our village, Hohenland, H-O-H-E-N-L-A-N-D. You Hohen can... Hohenland. You know what he said, all right? I like, I like Hohenland. <laughs> Hohenland. Hohenland sounds better, in my opinion. Um, but I, I was only there technically for a friend's birthday, and we stayed at an Airbnb. So this is, I'm just looking on Google Maps. It's in Brandenburg about... What is it? An hour and a half? Yeah, an hour and a half. Out of Berlin? Yes. Uh, Driving. Oh, just an hour. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, very short. Close to the Polish border. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Leipzig. Wait, uh, what? Ah, Höhenland. It's an O-Umlaut. Höhenland. What did you do there? It looks like a tiny, tiny, tiny yes, village. It was literally, we're just at an Airbnb the entire weekend. Just a um, party. Yeah. It was my friend's 30th. Um, so he invited his um, a few of his family, his co-workers, um, and um, a few other friends. What was your impression of Brandenburg? Um, okay, so fun fact. Um, this is what happened. So I Brandenburg, was, let's just get away. I, I want to go into all the different uh, areas of okay. Germany. So Brandenburg is like the far east of Germany and what used to be eastern Germany. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. Continue, continue. Um so, fun fact, I was very excited to go, and we were all planning on just taking, like, cars or whatnot, because transportation, as you get outside of the major cities, um, is very limited. Um, but the people who were going to be driving with me, they were going to go at, like, five or six, and, like, I was off that entire day, and I was, like, waiting to go, and I'm very impatient. I'm learning, but I was like, you know, I'll just take a train and then get an Uber from wherever the city Wait, right. they were going to drive you, literally drive you, and you were like, hell no, I'm not waiting. I'm taking my own train. Lessons were learned. Lessons were learned. So then they 
it ends up like the train ends up going to the city that is like maybe maybe 20, 25 minutes outside of O'Henlin. It starts with like a W. Voshin and then something like that. Hold on, guys. I really actually want to get I'm not seeing it on the map. It must be small. It's on the map. It's it's there. Verneuchen? I don't even know. That It's like the closest city that has a supermarket and a gas station. Yes, yes. I don't know how to pronounce it. Wow, what? You don't know how to pronounce it? Werner Uchen. I don't <laughs> know. Werner Okay, well, this city is where the train took me, right? So I get off and I am looking on the Uber and I'm looking on the other ride shares and there is nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I could have told you there's no Uber there. Nothing. So I'm like, taxi? No. Bus? In a few days, <laughs> a few I'm days. like, "Oh shit!" And what so, just did I do? just to put this into perspective, it's a it's a um, another 16 minutes by car between these two cities, yes, or by bike, three hour 15 minute walk. walk, 16 kilometers. Yes, and then a 40 minute bike ride, which I was heavily considering doing. But you didn't have a bike, did you? No, <laughs> but I was going to find a bike. There was like a renting bike thing, but I didn't know how to use it, so I couldn't. Um, so I was like, ah, fuck, what did we do? Um, so I was like walking around like the little city or whatnot. I go to like a gas station and I'm trying to figure out what to do. They were no help. I call my friend. They're all drunk, so they can't drive me. They can't leave the house and come. So I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? So literally, I haven't told anybody this. I literally went, there was a car shop, like not far from the gas station. I walked there and I'm trying to use Google Translate to ask these people if they could drive me (laughs) to like the house. Cause it was, it was 15 minutes. I got to know, obviously. So I'm literally standing on the side with my thumb out. Trying to see if anybody would take me. But we live in Germany. So guess how many people stopped and actually gave Hey, me hey, up. hey. I've hitchhiked several times yes, successfully in Germany. You, me. Not so much. I am a black man. <laughs> in Brandenburg. In Brandenburg. It's not going to happen. Good luck. Yeah. Um, I mean, we... we yeah. <laughs> let's not make jokes, but I was going to say, we're lucky you didn't get killed. Yeah, honestly. Um but then, thankfully, by the grace of whatever is out there, I messaged the people that I was supposed to be <laughs> driving with. And funny enough, they they, they have they to pass through yeah, the street. Right. Obviously. So I just waited 10 minutes and they came. Um, so I ended up going with them. Wasting you know, a ton of time in the train. Because <laughs> like, I am thinking, like, I keep forgetting that one, Berlin is a bubble. Two, I am in Germany and a lot of very small villages and very like stuff like Ubers and taxis don't exist outside of this city. Um, And I did not realize that. I am just a naive American living in this one city and trying to experience the rest of um, Berlin or the rest of Germany. But like the people there, I guess, were... People like I realize because Germans outside of Germ or Berlin are they won't help you really, but they're also not very like they're cordial. That's the word I would give them. 
very cordial, mm-hmm. very like I experienced a lot of like politeness, but like we're just going to do the bare minimum, yeah. but as kind and as quick to get you make you go away as possible. Yeah, interesting. I mean, Brandenburg really is interesting. They're struggling a lot still because, you know, everything concentrates in Berlin and a lot of people that want to do something interesting with their lives just leave. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a vicious circle, like all this... (laughs) We're generalizing, obviously, but there's definitely a problem in Brandenburg where... There aren't any good jobs, so the people people are leaving, and yeah, it's it's diff- difficult, and you kind of feel like I mean, I was also at a several day wedding celebration in Brandenburg. You can really rent some really nice Airbnbs there. Yeah, oh, it was nice, and just spend some time in a house. But otherwise, there's not that much. Yeah, to do is not the much and at all. You know, there there is a problem there with you know IFD, uh, like neo-nazi people who yeah basically sympathize with neo-nazis or are neo-nazis there are a lot of good people there as well i'm sure but that's what everybody sadly thinks about i would compare that area to kind of how we have like san antonio um san marcus and austin and between these like generally popular cities in Texas, we have these like small little towns where not a lot of people live, very conservative, very like quiet, very much you don't really go into them if you don't need to go into them type of vibe. Um, But it is what it is. So that was my experience there. So I have a map of Germany here. And Mm -hmm. if I remember, I will put it as a chapter image so you can... Look at it while you listen. Um, if you go further south, you end up in the state of Saxony, Sachsen. And there's two cities there, Dresden and Leipzig, two big ones, that are both very much worth visiting. Dresden obviously has a ton of history. I highly recommend doing a uh, walking tour there and visiting that city. And then Leipzig is smaller, but is often referred to as kind of the new Berlin. It's, yes, the it, it's a difficult comparison because it's much, much smaller, but mm-hmm. it is definitely kind of an island in the state of Saxony, which also has this kind of neo-Nazi problem, blah, blah, blah. But Leipzig is super left, super hip. It seemed like it. And, it and yeah, and like it has a lot to offer mm-hmm. that people who come to Berlin are looking for in terms of nightlife, jobs, cafes, restaurants, atmosphere, people at a smaller scale. But it doesn't have some of the problems that Berlin has, mainly no apartments. Yeah. And it's also very clean <laughs> compared it's, to... I mean, most, was most the, cities are clean compared yeah, to... Yeah, uh, that was the first thing. I was like, Berlin. oh, wow, what a clean city. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the bar is low. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it did seem like that. I was only there for like a day and a half. But it definitely... It was very pretty, I would say, going back to the clean thing. But it definitely got this like idea, vibe of like... Um, 
if you don't like that type of strain that Berlin gives you, Leipzig is like a nice little a good escape. alternative. Yeah. For me, technically, it's too quiet for me and it's too like empty. No Burkheim. Um, so no Burkheim. You're ruling it out. Yes. Uh, granted, and like I wasn't around, maybe if I'm around more youthfulness, like it could have been like a different experience. But we, we just saw like the, you know, the, the touristy stuff went up to the top of like the panorama bar not the Bergheim one um but like to got to see like the entire city or whatnot and like it was nice it's very very small um yep but it is a good like alternative if you want it's a good place if you want to get outside of berlin i could all like i would recommend it because the flicks train also is like five euros right it's one hour ride go there for a weekend i went there for my birthday with a few friends over the weekend it was really nice and um if you are very frustrated by Berlin's housing situation and you don't need to be here, but you're just kind of looking for that vibe, consider Leipzig. Consider For sure. Yeah, I would definitely recommend, like, I would definitely consider Leipzig. I mean, especially the fact that you can get some of the, a nicer apartment for cheaper there. And like, you might have to do more work to put in to get more social aspects of it just because it's not Berlin. But it is still like a city that still has like a lot of potential. Um, com- for me, um, this is kind of like San Marcos in Texas. It's like a college city. Um, so but so it's very college heavy. This one's not necessarily too college heavy, but still people go there if they don't want to pay those things, but they still want that like that subtlety of the nightlife or whatnot. Um yeah, I, I would definitely recommend looking into it. Speaking of Berkheim, have you, um, I mean, like five minutes ago, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen the video? There's this uh, German TV show, Late Night Berlin, and they're doing, it's like a very famous German comedian. Mm-hmm. They, he also has another famous show, and they did a segment where they basically... It's hard to describe. Like they kind of pranked the Burkhine. Like you know how Burkhine is is very famously. It's hard to get in. Yeah. And so he tried to kind of decode how do you get in, mm-hmm. and then had people do these things, like dress up a certain way, behave a certain way, and then had them line up and try to get in. And he filmed it with a hidden camera. Quite, quite interesting. Quite Ooh. entertaining. I will link this video in Please, the show. Please, I would love to watch. Yeah, you're that. gonna. I mean, you you've gone there. I've gone there quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Been there four times. I, I think it'll crack you up. Okay, going down uh, the map even further south. We're not going to go through all like all three, sixteen states. We did this on the Easy German podcast um, some time ago, so I can link to these episodes if you speak some German. You can listen to Kari and me kind of describe all sixteen states okay and can you explain that to me what's the difference between us like because it's not like america where you have like the states and the it states. is it is it's, it's it is with it like what is a state and then what is a city no it it is the same in the i mean we're both um what's it called we're both uh federal federal mm-hmm. states meaning there's so is Berlin a state? So Berlin and Hamburg and Bremen are the three city states where it's a city and it's also a state or technically speaking it's not a state it's just a city representing itself so it's a city state 
Gotcha. Don't quote me on that, but it's basically the same as a state, but it's also like the state ends where the city ends. Mm -hmm. But those are the three exceptions. Otherwise, the states are just states. What's different um, compared to the US is that um, I think the states in the US have a lot of power, whereas mm -hmm. in Germany, the federal government, I think, has overall more power. But yeah. there are some things that are constitutionally... Um, kind of in the like the states decide for example education and this has to do with our history where after um national socialism the nazis people said okay we we don't want to have education be a federal on a federal level because then they could just dictate to all the schools what they have to teach so it needs to be like that each state yeah. can decide which now turns out to be a huge problem actually because if you want to like put computers or iPads in all schools it's like really difficult if every state kind of does their own thing so there are some things that are decided by the states but in general it's the same concept as in the US interesting okay so we're not going to talk about all 16 states you can listen to these german episode and but just kind of going down the map like let's just look at some of the cities that either you or me have been to obviously we're going to reach Bavaria and then Baden-Württemberg, two very big states. You haven't been to Bavaria. Mm -mm, I've only been to Cologne. Bavaria, <laughs> only been to Cologne. We'll get there. Okay, we'll we'll get to Cologne. Bavaria, just quickly, obviously, is a huge state. It's what the Bavarian culture is. What internationally often is the German stereotype, like the Lederhosen and you know Weißwurst and those kinds of things. Munich is in and of itself an island in Bavaria because you do those stereotypes. If you go like far down to the south of Bavaria, you will find them to be true. But Munich is a very international city. But I still hear that Munich is still very like... Very different than Berlin. Very, yeah. very different vibe. Um, and I mean, we, we've talked extensively. You, you did the solo episode about being an artist in Berlin and how everything goes and everybody can be mm -hmm. kind of their true selves and stuff like that, that vibe, I would say, definitely doesn't exist in Munich. In Munich, it's definitely more of a, you know, you, you dress up before you leave the house kind of vibe and see and be seen. I'm generalizing, of course, but... That's the vibe I've gotten from everybody who's described Munich is that. Yeah, and it it feels like what... I went to Munich several times, but there was a period of a few months where I went every week from Monday to Friday to work there. And then I, every Friday night, I would come back to Berlin. And just sitting in the subway in Berlin on my way back, going, going home, I just, I had this feeling every time, even though the subway was dirtier and louder and kind of more chaotic i just i felt like okay i can breathe again because <laughs> That's all, how I felt, all of a yeah. sudden you could hear at least three different languages at the same yes. time at all times and you have these characters problematic characters sure but you have i don't know it's just it's berlin right it's like ber so yes. much is going on it's so diverse and obviously it's not all shiny that there's problems related to these things but it's what makes Berlin, Berlin. And mm -hmm. I just feel so much happier in this environment I do too. than in a clean city where 
everybody cookie cutter is a little yeah. similar kind of mm-hmm. not to shit on munich it's a beautiful city and it definitely has a high quality of life and depending on what you're looking for it might be your dream city but it's just very different mm-hmm. than berlin for sure uh baden württemberg is Yeah, I, I haven't spent that much time there. I've been a few times to Tübingen, Freiburg. Those are beautiful cities close to the Swiss border. Um, also um, quite left and a lot of students there. Um, not places where I would personally want to live long term, but definitely visit them. Then let's go up. So kind of the middle of Germany. I hope no geography nerds are listening to this. <laughs> but like Frankfurt obviously is a giant city or not giant and it's not a giant city it's a big city it has a giant airport that's for sure it's i think a lot of germans have this stereotype that frankfurt is just a big airport and banks (laughs) and otherwise it's just boring and there's nothing i have heard from several people who live in frankfurt who have told me no it's not that way at all it's actually a really cool city with a lot going on i can't really speak to it And then going up further north, so now we're in the west, kind of that whole area that is bordering Belgium and the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. We are in Nordrhein-Westfalen, North Rhine-Westphalia, which is the uh, biggest state in terms of inhabitants. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I don't think it's the biggest one by area. I think that's Bavaria, but a lot of people live in North Rhine-Westphalia. NRW is the What shortcut. Is, is there like, is just a very popular place for people to go? Or? So it's just that there is a a lot of big cities all squished together. If you look at the map, you see Essen, Dortmund, Duisburg, Düsseldorf, Cologne. They're all together. And actually, if you counted them as one city, which you might well do, because some of these cities, it just takes 20 minutes in like an S-Bahn to go from city to city. So it is almost like being in one big city, but they're different cities. And if you took them all together, it would be the biggest city in Germany. And I really like this state and this area and these cities, partly because I was born there. Like I was born in Münster, which is not part of the Ruhrgebiet, not part of this conglomerate of cities, but part of the state. Mm -hmm. And... Well, you went to Cologne, so let's hear your thoughts about this city. Cologne. You went on Carnival, so... I went on Carnival. <laughs> kind of a, kind of a special situation. Um, would you like to explain to everyone what Carnival is? Because I don't want to give... I mean, we shot a video. I mean, I think most people are familiar with the concept of Carnival. In Germany, there's a few cities where Carnival is really big. Cologne is probably the biggest one. Düsseldorf. There's some others. And... Yeah, I mean, there's like a a season, like it starts on November 11th, 11-11, and it goes all the way until the fasting side, like the where you fast, like those 40 days mm-hmm. of fasting. And um, during that time, especially in the very beginning of that time, in the end, people dress up in costumes and drink alcohol. That's how I would summarize it. Yeah, okay. Well, then that's how I would summarize it as well. It was literally, I told my friend, it's like daytime Halloween. 
Um, like everyone was dressed up. I didn't dress up for this because um, I didn't even know what to do. Um, but it was really nice. I think Cologne is a very pretty city. I, I will get See, it you that. said this before. Cologne is not pretty. Like what you have to know about Cologne is that it was basically completely destroyed after the war. And with some lucky exceptions, like the cathedral, the famous cathedral I guess that's what, was yeah. destroyed. But they raised all of, like they rebuilt it very fast and very ugly. Ugly Lee. <laughs> ugly Lee. I guess, okay, for me, I love water. I love, well, like, right. and the fact that there has a, that, that river and the bridge, itself. that for me, you got me. I'm sold. The Rhine. Yeah, the Rhine is beautiful. What makes Cologne beautiful to me is the people. Cologne is a city that I would live in and have lived in the past um, for one semester because I like, like people there are really easygoing and okay. really interesting, friendly. You I, didn't experience I, this? So the day of the carnival, I felt pretty chill. I felt like everything was like okay for the most part. I didn't, I didn't really meet people during my time here and that was a little bit of the problem. Um, I would say... The energy I was so I can see this from a few perspectives. Um, just the outside looking in, I do see that vibe. But me being there, to be fair, I didn't feel comfortable, nor did I feel welcomed. And my anxiety was like through the fucking roof. I cried <laughs> at one point during my time at Cologne. That happened, but um. It's like okay, you went to some hostel and I did go to a hostel and that's where it made me cry. Oh uh, yeah. Um just I went to this hostel and on my Google map uh, on my um email I'll even show Manuel. It says my check-in time for 000. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, uh, but you had a issue with a hostel. I don't think this is this is representative for Yeah, Cologne. but you have to understand like, as a traveler, as someone who is like doing this, it all groups up together because yes. it wasn't the only experience I had. I had one at the cathedral. Um what happened at the cathedral? I'll first I mean, I'll, I'll explain the hostel one. Um so it said my check-in was at 000. So I was there. I was there literally at 23:58. I was there to check in. And the guy was like, we don't have your check. And I'm like, what do you mean? I, you can see right here that it says it, right? So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I will just, um, I'll just chill. I'll just, um, and then he ends up giving me a room. So I pay and everything like that. I sleep. I Everything goes fine. The next day I get up, I have breakfast, you know, I go out because I want to see the city for some time. So I come back midday because I'm going to take a nap. And then I try to get into my room, but it won't unlock. The door, like my key won't work. So I go downstairs and the guy's like, yeah, um, we have to change a lot because you're not supposed to be in there. And I'm like, what do you mean? I paid for Saturday. And he's like, no, you paid for Friday. I said, no, I paid for Saturday. You can see that I booked it. You could, I could even book it for Friday whenever I did that. Well, he was like, well, that is wrong. The check-in time is wrong. Um, you're supposed to check in at this time. You're supposed to check out at this time. And then he was just going back and forth to me. And like, it was so like aggravating and scary because well, I have anxiety very bad. And it's been really rough in my time here. Um, so like like I'm literally there 
about to cry because I'm just like so frustrated. The guy's not helping me at all. No one else is really helping me. So I'm just there having going back and forth of like, he's making me trying to pay for this extra night. So I ended up paying for the extra night. And then I go back home and I call my mom. I did cry. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I just don't know why this keeps happening to me. Um, it was just very like, I didn't feel supported. And it doesn't feel like a lot of people like, in Berlin, I'm more or less okay because I'm used to everything here. But like outside of this, it feels like people just really just keep to themselves. They don't help at all. And I don't like that because I am coming from the South, which is very Southern hospitality. We help, yeah. we, we look out for strangers. You know, we're always going to be able to, and we're always going to accommodate. So this guy just kind of going back and forth with me, showing no sympathy to me. And I was already on the edge because at the cathedral, also keep in mind, I am... The fact that I am a black man really like I it fucks me up sometimes because every time I go somewhere I always have to think about am I going to offend people am I being scary am I which we're gonna have an episode about being black in Berlin and Germany one day, um, but like it's something that is just always on my mind and when I go out of Berlin it's even high because I don't feel comfortable around Germans to be fair I love people I'm around but as a whole I don't feel comfortable, um, so I was at the cathedral. And I was going down like because they have a museum. And then like um, I was going down, but then I saw that they had these booklets that were like by the like the front guy, front reception guy. Um, so I just go back up because I just wanted to just peek at it. Two of the people were, were like already like that's not in English. That's not in English, and it, it, you have to pay for it. I'm like I'm just looking at it. Oh my god! I'm just looking at it, it and it was one euro. It was one euro. I could have paid for that. And how do you know I don't know German? I did not speak one yeah. word. Well, that's racism for you. They just assumed. And then I was like, I just looked at it. And then like, so that entire time I was in the cathedral, I was on edge the entire time. So then then the, the hostile thing happens right after that. So I was like, I was trying to be calm that entire day, but I was just so tense. And then not, not a lot of people spoke a lot of English either. So I just realized that I will not be traveling outside of Berlin unless I'm with somebody who speaks German or is comfortable. Or I just won't be traveling outside of German or outside of Berlin, period. Um, and like, I don't want to have that perception, but it's like, my, like I'm you, my anxiety was bad. And right when I stepped off that the train to get to Berlin, oh my gosh, like when you said that breath, I was like, ah. <sighs> mm. I'm back home. And like now everything I experienced in Berlin, I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, I'm glad you told these stories and we definitely have to make that episode about being black in Berlin. I think those stories about, like especially that hostile story about someone not showing empathy and just being like, no, you you booked wrong, deal with it, is is normally the kind of thing that you would hear about in Berlin where this this is like a thing where in Berlin you you kind of expect rude service or bad service, whereas in Cologne you would actually expect people to be more helpful and more friendly. I think, yeah, part of what you experienced was racism. Partly with the hostel, it might have just been a bad hostel, honestly. I hope you're writing a review. I will. I want to highlight, though, that from my experience, like Berlin... It's interesting because you said you felt you say you feel safer in Berlin because it's 
it, it has more diversity and it's kind of it's more open in that sense, but it's also more rough. Like I it feel is. like, and I think maybe I'm just used to Berlin too. Yeah, it may be toxicity. You know, wherever you go back to the toxic people, that, you have Stockholm that, syndrome. Yeah, You're that, like, I love yeah. Berlin now. <laughs> I love that you treat me <laughs> like this. Yeah, it's, I guess it's like something that I'm just now used to, and I guess I did have that expectation that if I go outside of it, it might be because that's why I said it looked nicer to me because like it felt like it was very sunny, like people were happy. Yeah, it was sunny the day you were there. It's yeah, and honestly, everyone was drunk, so maybe, maybe people were nicer because they were right. drunk too. But I was like, oh my gosh, it, it, like it feels more welcoming. Um, that's what it is, welcoming. I don't didn't feel welcome there. I did not feel welcomed. Um, in Berlin, I guess because there is a wider crew of people who probably experience the same things. Like Berlin attracts a bigger international city. For so sure. if you ignore the Berliners or the people who are rude, you you have these people who are very open, who are very look. We understand, we get it, and that what that's what makes Berlin safe for me is having those people. And I didn't have any of that when I was in Cologne. That makes sense. Okay, going up further north, um, we already mentioned this conglomerate of cities, Duisburg, Essen, Bochum, mm -hmm. Oberhausen. This is kind of a Ruhrgebiet, which used to be defined by like coal mining and stuff like that. I like this area. I went to school um, in a city very close to this area, but I don't know how I, how I would describe, like it's hard to describe describe it um is it a place you would live or a place you might visit yeah i mean personally i'm happy in berlin now but it is a very livable it's just it's not one big city it's a lot of bigger cities so it is a very different vibe and i kind of feel like it's the kind of area where you kind of want to have a car for example and okay. i love being in a city where i can just cycle everywhere that makes sense. that kind of thing but i do like the people there like traditionally i don't know it's it's like a workers area right like people like 40 years ago many people were working in the coal mines there and stuff like that and now it's actually like a cultural hub there's tons of good museums and culture and stuff like that like it's, it's it's like the Midwest in America. You are always trying to draw I some really, comparison, which <laughs> because it it helps me understand sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Midwest, not really, but kinda. Going up even further north, still close to the border with the Netherlands, we have Münster, where I was born. Beautiful city, beautiful. Oh, it's I mean not just not just because I was born there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is small, but it is a city, and it has a large university, so lots and lots of students. And then pair that with kind of a population that is quite conservative, and that gives it this kind of yin-yang, mm, you know, you have okay. the party crowd, you have the students, but you also have the rich conservative people who are just there for generations. I'm not trying to compare again, but that sounds like Orange County. <laughs> That's Orange County. Munster yeah. is Orange County. I love <laughs> because <clears throat> Orange County has, like, that's where I went to school. Yeah. Um, big university. Yeah. Pair that with a lot of rich, conservative people. Very beautiful city. You have this big yin and yang going yep, on, yep. too. They should put that on their, on their city. <laughs> 
Münster, <lacht> Münster, the new Orange, Orange County, County, the German Orange <lacht> County. Um, the, the main thing that's awesome about Münster is that everybody owns three bicycles and everybody just cycles everywhere. Okay, okay. You have like one main bicycle and then you have a guest bicycle and you have a backup bicycle. Like literally, I'm exaggerating slightly maybe, but there are definitely more bicycles than people in Münster. Like the average okay. number of bicycles per person is above one. Really? Um, and there's this amazing cycling highway where what used to be the ci the city walls mm -hmm. is now essentially a ring that's surrounding the city that is specifically made for pedestrians and bicycles. And you can cycle all around the city really fast. And so anywhere you need to go, you can just go onto this kind of highway cycle and then go back into the city. And it's just amazing. Mm. So... For me personally, it's just too small at this point. Um, but it's is it small like Leipzig small or? Yeah, I think you can compare them. Let's just really quickly check this so I don't lie to you. Münster has three hundred eighteen thousand people, and Leipzig has six hundred thousand. So it Leipzig is almost twice as big. So Münster is actually oh wow. small. Wow, that's small. It doesn't feel that small, but... It sounds like it would be bigger, the, the way that you describe it. Münster has cultural cultural okay. importance. I don't know. It's it's a city that people know in Germany. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Okay, and so then to finish up, obviously we've skipped many areas and cities. Um, let's go to the north. Yeah. If you go to the north by train from where we just were, you're going to... At least stop in, if not change trains in Hannover, Hanover, Hanover. Ha which how do you pronounce that? Hannover, Hannover. Hannover. So not Hanover. It's supposedly the city that has the clearest accent of German or the most neutral accent of German. I don't know how much truth there is to that. The city itself. I'm really sorry, Hanoveranians is boring. <laughs> like, there's nothing there. Like, it's literally the reason why everybody knows it is because it is so central uh, that you often change trains there. You know, it's yeah. kind of a hub for trains. It, it's like Atlanta, okay. but for trains <laughs> and in Germany. Great comparison. There you go. And... It used to be, or it's still, it has like a giant convention center. Mm -hmm. And so many big like convention or trade shows happen gotcha. there. So it's more of like a meeting place. Right. But if you go there and you go to like the the old town or the city, you're like, oh my God, this is so boring. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing here. Not much to say. Yep. Sorry, everybody who's there. And then going North, we have Bremen, which is, as I mentioned in the beginning, a city-state, even though it's small. Uh, Bremen is a small city, but it is its own state. There is historical reasons, I'm sure. Um, 560,000 people, so smaller than Leipzig, bigger than Münster. Bremen is beautiful. I cycled uh, from Münster to Hamburg once, and stopped in Bremen, among other places. And it's really 
beautiful and nice. I don't, I can't really speak to how livable it is, but I, I think it's a really nice, beautiful city. And then obviously further up north, we have Hamburg. You haven't visited Hamburg. I yet. have not visited Hamburg. Hamburg is my number two, I think, in okay. Germany. Hamburg, I mean, in a way, Hamburg is like Berlin, but better. Mm-hmm. In many ways, really, it it doesn't have this chaotic vibe as mm-hmm. much as Berlin, but in a good way, you know, like Hamburg is still big enough that you have a lot of craziness going on, mm-hmm. but it is cleaner and it is it at least feels greener. I mean, part of the reason is that it has water, mm-hmm. right? It's not by the ocean, strictly speaking, but the ocean kind of reaches into Hamburg, like mm-hmm. the Elbe, you know, is like the arm that reaches into Hamburg, basically. Yeah, I see that. And it's right by Denmark, too, so. Right. And it's just, yeah, if you go to the harbor, the Hamburg Harbor, um, but even other districts in Hamburg, it's just it's just really, really beautiful and nice. And people there are Nordish. <laughs> um, I don't know how to describe it. They are, I would say they're a little bit more easygoing than in Berlin and a little bit more chill. I've heard that. I, I know a couple of people from Hamburg, actually. It seems like a lot of people like... Hamburg and Berlin connect, like people mm-hmm. go back and forth. And that's the vibe that was described to me as well. Yeah, it's a very livable city. And if you want to be in a really big city, but you don't care for Berlin's craziness and chaoticness and lawlessness, I'm exaggerating, but you know what Hamburg I mean? Hamburg is like Houston. <laughs> Hamburg is Houston? <laughs> I would say, because I was I, I I always compare Berlin to Austin. We should make all these comparisons. <laughs> we should turn them into like city friendships, yes. know, partnerships. <laughs> yeah. And then going up even further north, you eventually reach Kiel. It's like an hour by train from yes. Hamburg, hour and a half. I and I studied in Kiel. So I can... You were right by the Talk water, about right by the water. Right, right. We used to take a ferry, like, straight from our university. There's a ferry that stopped at the university, and you could take it up to the to the beach, basically, and then mm-hmm. have some beer after classes. So that was nice. Kiel is very small, um, but it has fresh air, for sure. That's important. <laughs> yeah, it's, being close to the ocean helps in terms of air quality and stuff like that. And if you like kind of this northern Germany flair, then that's a great place to be. It's too small. So my question to you is, for people who do want to travel outside of Berlin, what tips do you have for them? Do you mean in terms of where to go or? Like, yeah, I guess like where to go. Okay, like like you're like if people do want to leave Berlin, where like your top like three choices like like that you got that you should visit to travel or to move to travel to travel. I would. It depends. It, this is a difficult question. I mean, if you want to see another big city, go to Hamburg, go to Cologne, go to Munich. If you want to see not the big cities, if you want to go hiking, go to Bavaria, go to Baden-Württemberg. Go to Saxon, Switzerland, which is close to Berlin, but there's some nice hiking there. Lots of options. 
If you want to go to the ocean, go to the Baltic Sea or the North Sea in northern Germany. Both have beautiful places, beautiful islands. So many options. I think the question we should ask is if you don't want to live in Berlin because of whatever reason, but you do want to move to Germany, what are some good alternatives? We already talked about Leipzig being a city that is smaller but similar in vibe and energy as Berlin. I think Hamburg is great. It's a different vibe, different energy. But if you just want to be in a really big city, Hamburg, amazing city. I like Cologne. You had some bad experiences, but Cologne, I think in general, is an open city. It seems like it. It truly does. Like I would say my experiences may not be everybody's and I would encourage people to give it a chance because like when I fir- my first impression was really like, like this like right. really cool thing. But I, I think like comparing it, for example, to Munich, I think chances are higher in Munich that you will f- kind of feel like an outsider or like people aren't really as welcoming as they might be in Cologne. Mm-hmm. With a disclaimer that we're generalizing and there will be exceptions everywhere. And there are amazing people in Munich who will welcome you with open arms as well. But I think in general, like we did street interviews in Cologne and Düsseldorf and asked people about these places. And they literally said, I like that here it's really easy to make friends very fast. And even compared to other cities that are nearby in the same state, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those would be my recommendations. If I had to move out of Berlin, but had to stay in Germany, I would go to either Hamburg or Cologne. Hamburg or Cologne. Okay. I like that. And my recommendation, if you want to travel, don't travel solo. Travel with somebody, preferably someone who knows German as well. (laughs) I love solo travel, but I don't think Germany is the place for me to do solo travel. Yet. Uh, Yet. Yet. 